Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number three here on the Nightcap. Kenny White will be joining us momentarily. You know, what do we like to do the most on this show, Sean? Make people money. And pull for our pockets. That's right. We pull for our pockets. And I know you got a little uh, you got a little testy with me when the show started. Testy is a strong word. And uh, I t- So much power I in told your tongue. The, I told the good people of the world where I was going to be betting with a team from Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Right. Gardner-Webb. She put that dash in between Gardner and Webb. And what did they do tonight? They took care of business. Got the cover against UNLV. The Kevin Kruger era gets off to a good start. They get a win. It's all that matters. Get him that basketball. Put it in his office. Paint it up. First win. All of that. But Gardner-Webb gets the cover. Well, Covers the 10. First of all, we're not a local show. The nightcap, you can hear it all the way from Denver, all the way down to Jacksonville. But we are locally based. Okay. So I just feel a sense of loyalty nah. to everything that also is based here in Vegas. So I wasn't rooting against you as much as I felt like we needed to have someone publicly pulling for UNLV, not just to you, win, but to cover. And you could pull for them publicly yeah. in the Kevin Kruger era. Hopefully it's a long and very successful one. That sounds like such a Halloween-type name. Like Kevin you Kruger? Said fast, yeah. Lon's son. Like if you look in the mirror, like something bad can happen to you, like Candyman. I know a, a listener of the show. I'm looking right there. He was uh, he put it out earlier today, so he and I are on the same side there. So uh, Gardner Webb gets it done uh, against UNLV. But for Sean, keeping an eye on Golden State and Minnesota, 95 to 86 is the score. Uh, now 95 to 88. So things getting a little interesting. All right, let's get to Kenny White and uh, Sean. You are the uh, the record keeper. I am on the show. So as we welcome in Kenny White at KYD Vegas on Twitter, uh, let's just remind the fine folks about Kenny's success last week. Uh, the fabulous, the phenomenal, the funny, but also the for show going to put you on the right side of all of these bets. Kenny White last week had Nebraska plus 15. Ching, 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 ching. Had West Virginia under 49 and a half. Ching, 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 ching. Had Auburn under 49 and a half. Ching, 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 ching. And his KW best bet of the weekend, the Arizona Wildcats at the California Bears under 50 and a half, and it just made it. <laughs> it the game ended with a total of 13, if I'm not mistaken, 10 to 3. Our good friend, welcome to the nightcap. Great week last week. Hopefully we can follow it up with another 4-0 addition. Kenny White, how are you tonight? Hey guys, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, a good one. I, I close to game time. I looked 
and I saw the total was down to 47, and I thought, wow, did I get some following on this or what? And then I found out going through the notifications, uh, the entire team had COVID, and the third-string quarterback from Cal was playing, and the game kicked off, and I thought, man, I should have got more on that game, even in a lower number. <laughs> third-string quarterback against Arizona, but, uh, yeah, I'll take it. It was a great, great weekend. Uh, and, hey, yesterday was Christmas Day. College basketball started. So excited for that. Yeah, it was uh, It was a great day. Uh Two winners today on this desk, and hopefully we can keep it rolling uh, in college hoops. Well, let's get to college football in a game that I am very intrigued by. And uh, we saw a little bit of line movement today towards Michigan. They're at Penn State. Uh, This line opened up, depending on where you look, Penn State won, pick. It has now gone to Michigan, minus one and a half at most spots here in town, uh, Kenny. A total of 48 and a half. Uh, is this going to be your classic November Big Ten low-scoring affair? Uh, what, what do you see in Michigan and Penn State? Yeah, that's what I see, the classic Big Ten no-scoring affair. <laughs> uh, and I think Michigan should be the favorite. They're, they're the better team, um, and they have home revenge. They lost last year 27-17 at home. Well, that adds up to 44. We're going under 48 and a half, and a lot of it has to do with both these defenses. Michigan has been great all year long. Uh, they allow just 16 points a game, 13th in the country, allowing 4.8 yards. And then Penn State, where their defense has been just as good, uh, if not better, uh, number nine in the country, allowing just 4.6 yards of play. And Michigan has been running at a slow pace, I should say walking at a slow pace, 95th in the country in pace, 28 seconds in between plays, 64% run, which means that clock keeps turning. Uh, big game for both teams, obviously, with Penn State finally breaking that three-game losing streak. Uh, they're 6-3 and three now. Uh, they would love to finish 9-3 and three and give themselves a very good chance at a very good bowl game. Michigan playing for, obviously, play, the national playoffs, uh, as well as uh, a shot at playing Ohio State for the conference uh, East Championship on their side of the division. So, big, big game all the way around. I'm going under 48 and a half. And to... Back that up. The weather report says often on rain, cold enough for wet snowflakes. Ooh, love it. Love it. Beautiful. Middle of November in western Pennsylvania. That sounds fantastic. About <laughs> time we get some bad weather. Yeah. And 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 all three of us live in Las Vegas and it's 80 degrees and we're just going to sit there and say, oh, doesn't that look pretty? And then we look outside and it's 80 degrees and we enjoy <laughs> Enjoy that. We're talking to Kenny White, our good friend. Uh, we'll try to power through a couple of these quickly here. Uh, Oklahoma-Baylor. Oklahoma, we know, uh, outside of their game against Texas Tech two weeks ago, has struggled to cover the number. Um, but you can't make it too low because they've got a lot of talent. Uh, and Caleb Williams, I know Sean's a big believer in uh, in the pride of Washington, D.C., Caleb Williams. Uh, Oklahoma, Five-and-a-half-point road favorite at Baylor coming off of that loss last week to TCU. Uh, We've got a pretty high total here, 62-62-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going to go over that 62-and-a-half. Since Caleb Williams became the man, and I'll stay the man because it wasn't a start, but it was at Texas. Since the Texas game, uh, but let's say before the Texas game, with Spencer Rattler as the starting quarterback, the Oklahoma offense was averaging 6.1 yards per play. 
since the Texas game and Caleb Williams, they now average 8.7 yards of play. Number one in the country. Uh, they're averaging 43 a game. They're averaging more than that with Caleb Williams at the helm. Uh, Baylor's defense 52nd in the country, 5.4 yards per play allowed. Uh, Oklahoma's going to have their points, but Baylor will as well because they're number five offensively this year, uh, yards per play. And Oklahoma's defense has been giving it up. They're number 90 at 5.8. Uh, both teams uh, play a moderate pace, nothing up tempo, but it's just going to be the success and the efficiency on offense. Both teams are six and three to the over this year as as well this year. It is a big game uh, with Oklahoma being six and zero oh and Baylor four and two. Uh, both need this win, uh, but the offenses just lead the uh, lead to my decision in this game. They're both so good; they're going to get up and down. Top, two top five offenses. Make sure to follow Kenny on Twitter at KYD Vegas. Check out his website too, Kenny White Sports. Dot com. He always joins us Wednesdays in this time slot. Uh, Kenny, there's a couple other games I want to hit on. I know you've got uh, thoughts on as well uh, that are bigger names, but people always want to know what's your favorite play that you're willing to give out here on the nightcap. Just a reminder, I know there was uh, COVID ramifications, but you had under Cal in Arizona last week and they scored 13 points. So uh, what, where are we going this week for your favorite play? Yeah, I'm going to say it wouldn't have mattered if they had COVID or not, just the way <laughs> California plays. I'm going I'm going to go with a side this week. Uh, pretty big difference I have. Um, I'm going with Missouri. Uh, game 188, Missouri. They're getting one right now. Uh, they're not going to need one. They're going to need any points. I, I thought they should be about a touchdown favorite in this game. Uh, they are four and five this year, uh, so which puts them in a situation they need to win. They've played better at home than they have on the road this year. Uh, South Carolina and their quarterback uh, Blazik has done a nice job. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. South Carolina with a big win last week over Florida. They are now five and four. I think it's a big letdown game for South Carolina here after beating Florida. They did it with a third string quarterback. Um, Jason Brown, who is a red shirt senior transferred in from St. Francis PA from the FCS had not had really had any opportunities until that game looked pretty decent, but still uh, I think Missouri's quarterback is better. I think Missouri's team is better. And at home uh, in a backs to the wall game here, I think the Tigers get the win. You know what, Sean? Uh, I'm glad Kenny brought that up. That should have been on the list. Let down letdown games. Big yeah, time. You're slipping big time. Yeah. No, see, that's why Kenny needs to come clean up my messes. So uh, that's that's a great call. Big time letdown spot. South Carolina at Mizzou. Uh, Wake Forest. Uh, Sean was uh, a little bummed out to see them lose last week. I wasn't. A lot. Um, a I, had, uh, I had UNC. He had uh, Wake Forest. You've been high on NC State most of the year. I'm curious your thoughts on, uh, on what to expect. NC State and Wake Forest. Wake Forest right now, two-point home favorite with a total of 66 and a half. You know, last week was a, another cha-ching with, uh, with NC State getting their seventh win, mm-hmm. uh, going over their win total just in, in nine games. So uh, my win totals right now are 6-0 and uh, already and got a couple left to go. But I am big and high on NC State. Uh, but I think this line is just about right because I like Dave Clawson and what Wake Forest has shown. And we got to remember, even though Wake lost last week to North Carolina, it wasn't a conference game. Uh, they just played because they're rivals. So Wake still five and zero in the Atlantic. NC State four and one. 
Uh, the winner of this game basically is a big favorite to play in the ACC championship game. So a lot to play for, a lot at stake. These two are big rivals. I'm going to go under the total in this type of big game, and it's all about NC State's defense, number five in the country in points allowed per game at 16, number 20 in yards for play allowed, and they play slow. They're 89th in the country in pace. Um, I, I, looking at these numbers, too, NC State hasn't had one game this year that they've scored more than 66 and a half points combined with their opponent. Not one, oh, and nine to the under that. So, um, and, and Wake Forest is five and four to the under as well this year. So it's not like they're a huge over team, just they've had some big games lately against very offensive clubs. Their average defense they've faced so far this year ranks 94th right, in the country. We got to run, Kenny. That's Kenny Great White. Stuff. Great guys. stuff as always. Favorite play, Mizzou at home against South Carolina. We'll recap some of those on the other side. Send the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, L.A., Danielle Alvari, and now New York City with Will the Thrill Hill. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That gentleman right there, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We just had the great Kenny White on, and uh, I love this play. It's a, it is a massive, massive letdown spot for South Carolina. They just, as... Three touchdown underdogs last week beat Florida by 23, mm-hmm. and now you go on the road where you are a one-point favorite here at Circa, and Kenny likes Missouri. He says Missouri, he likes him by a touchdown. Yeah. So there you go. That is his favorite play uh, of the week. Um, Michigan and Penn State, he likes the under. What do you think about that? I like it. I think Michigan's really good on defense. Um Penn State is shown in these big games. You think of Auburn, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It really turns into like an old school three yards on a cloud of dust kind of game, you know. They're good enough on defense to keep it close, not good enough on offense to win by margin. I really like that play a lot. And you talked about the potential of weather. Um, Michigan dealing with injuries in their backfield. I, I do – I haven't played it yet. Um, I do lean a little bit towards Penn State uh, to win that game outright. Yeah, I not, not in, lo- not in love with it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really believe like I can trust Sean Clifford. True. In these games, like he seems to just be good enough to either get a razor thin win or to, to to not win. And Michigan's too good for me to play that that game. I don't. I know I'm backing Sparty, but like they played better. You know, and I saw in a real game where Harbaugh feels like the athletes on the other side of the ball are just as good or comparable to theirs, he opens up the pass game a lot more. They had some explosive pass plays against Michigan State. I can see that happening against Penn State as well. A couple other games that uh, Kenny was interested in. Uh, he likes the over in Oklahoma. Let's go. Uh, going to Baylor. Uh, that is right, 62 and a half. Is this... This spot, Oklahoma's getting healthier, mm-hmm. um, and this is 
You know, what's interesting about this year with Oklahoma, because for a handful of years now, Sean, and even in the end of the uh, Bob Stoops era, it always felt like Oklahoma would get off to this slow start and then get it going. Not, not always, you know, when Baker Mayfield was there. I think they had it humming. But they always had that weird kind of inexplicable loss. Last right. year they lost two games. They mm-hmm. lost to Kansas State, then they lost to Iowa State. And what happened ultimately? They still won the Big 12. Right. Now here they sit. They're undefeated. They haven't gotten any respect in the rankings, and I think rightfully so. They haven't beaten anyone of note. Um, you know, what's their best win? Texas? I mean, Texas is under 500 right now. Right. But now here it comes. And the backloaded schedule, in my opinion, has really worked to their advantage because, Sean, if they played Oklahoma State earlier or Baylor earlier or maybe even Iowa State they earlier, they probably lose one yeah, of those games. Right. Now you've got Caleb Williams fully entrenched as the guy coming off a of bye week. You're going to Waco, but... I mean, you know how the Big 12 is. There's going to be plenty of Boomer Sooner fans down there, I'm sure. Uh, maybe they're hanging out with Chip and Joanna, you know, getting their uh, bed and breakfast on, and they'll come on over to the game. I I, I don't want to lay points because Oklahoma to this point still hasn't shown to me that I can trust them, but Kenny's thought process I tend to agree with. I think they're going to put up some points. Is the, is the Oklahoma defense finally going to get to a point where you can trust them. Well, I, I just like the fact that, that Baylor's at home. Uh, in home games this year, Baylor scored 66, 31, 45, 38, 31. So I know Oklahoma's going to be able to score. And at home, Baylor's been pretty darn good mm-hmm. on offense. So I, I like the over a lot in, in this game. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. It's a fun game. Uh what time is this game? I think it's, it's at noon. 9 a.m., yeah. Yeah, or 11 a.m. local. So Yeah, so, well, yeah, local time in, in Texas, yeah. So I, I'll be excited. that big noon kickoff on Fox. Yeah, I'll be up. I'll be up early to watch this. I'm excited to see this game. Consider 9 early? Well, for football. I'm from the East Coast, so I just am still trying to completely wrap my mind around breakfast and football. I will say this. I was back East. This past I like it, though. I was back East this past weekend. And, um, you know, for the 1 o'clock NFL kickoffs. Now, those 4 o'clock games get a little late, right? But I like the 1 o'clock window. Me too. Because I could do stuff. Me too. You know? I don't like the – I'm with you. So, so here's what happens when you're in the eastern time zone, especially in the southeastern part of the country mm-hmm. because college football is so big in the southeastern part. So your college football Saturday – begins at noon, and you're going all the way through Saturday night. Then you get up, you get a little kind of a reset Sunday morning, but then that 1 o'clock game comes. By the time you're halftime with a 4, I mean, you're beat. Yeah. Sunday night football don't have a chance. But I, I like the, it. I love I like the start here. of Sunday night football here, but that, that, yeah. that, that 10 a.m. start, a little, it's early. a little tricky. But uh, messes with my you church, know, trying to get with spiritual. We, 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 have, we, have, we have tough things to do, but... Uh, you know, we, we get through them uh, every once in a while. All right. Um, you know, something we haven't discussed yet uh, on the show, and I know it, it's been discussed on various shows uh, on the network here, Sean, is Coach of the Year. And this is always such a fascinating discussion to me because I feel like the market is always moving mm-hmm. uh, because one team goes on a run and finds a way to, uh, you know, 
to end up pulling away. Last year was Kevin Stefanski. Could have got decent odds on him. It's it's one of the few awards, though, that you can get plus money pretty much the entire year. So looking at the odds right now at DraftKings, Cliff Kingsbury is your favorite at plus 450. And I think he's done a tremendous job. Um, it helps having Kyler Murray. but Does it hurt him that they won without him? I think it helps. I think it enhances Cliff Kingsbury's stock, don't you? Okay. For this award. Wouldn't you say? I don't know. I was asking. I haven't I made a determination yet. Because if Cliff Kingsbury and they didn't skip a beat with Colt McCoy and DeAndre Hopkins out, isn't that more of a uh, a honor to Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, I think that was very impressive. I was talking more of the fact that they flew across country to Cleveland. Well, not all the way across. Oh, and he's not with him. Yeah, and he wasn't with him. He didn't make the trip. And they played just as good as when he's on the sideline. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that factors into it. I'm not really even sure who actually votes on NFL Coach of the Year. Is the media. that just the media, or is it a combination? I believe it's uh, yeah. I think this is AP. Yeah. Uh, so I think he'd be the front runner right now. Yeah, and he is plus yeah. four fifty. But as we look at this list, um, you know, I don't know if he'd win it or gets enough love. Um, Bill Belichick sitting there at sixteen to one, Sean, with mm. a rookie quarterback. Have they won anything since Deflate Gate, like reward wise? Uh, they won a Super Bowl. I mean, individually. Has he, has he won Coach of the Year? Has Brady won MVP? Has any of that happened since Deflate Gate? I feel like there's this I don't think so. lingering animosity that exists. It's under the covers, though. I do think, I think Belichick is worth a look at 16. I think he's doing a tremendous job. I mean, I really do. they're 5 and 4. They're getting, they're getting better. I'm with you. Um, you know, they've got a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And they're going to be a playoff team. If they make the playoffs, they were under 500 last year, so they mm-hmm. improved. Yeah. And I, I think Bill Belichick at 16 to 1 is absolutely worth a look. By the way, isn't it funny? A couple weeks ago, Mike McCarthy was the favorite. And that's the thing, it changes that quickly. You lose a game like they did last weekend. Uh, to the Denver Broncos, and then zoop, he falls down. You have to give Rabel some absolutely. If they win the AFC without Derrick Henry, I think he's a no-brainer. I mean, they just and they pummeled. have a very easy schedule. They just pummeled the Rams without Derrick Henry. They've what? They've won. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Bills. Uh, they've swept the Colts. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to win their division. So watch this. They I have, think Vrabel's a tremendous look. They have New Orleans with no Jameis Winston, then Houston. Then what? it's probably a tough game at Cleveland. Then they get a bye. They come out of the bye. Their last five games of the season, they play Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, Houston. So they have two. If you just go by what teams are doing now, they have out of their last eight games, they have two tough games, England, uh, New England and Pittsburgh. And they're 7-2 and All two the right rest now. of those teams are probably non-playoff teams. Right, and they're 7-2, and two, so let's say even if they lost those it's games. 13-4, that wins it for them. That's it. That 750 is looking good. I'm going to write right. that down. Mike Vrabel, I like yeah. that. I like Belichick as a longer shot at 16-1, to one, but I think Vrabel at 750 with the loss of Derrick Henry is absolutely worth, uh, worth a look. I'm there. with you. I'm with you when you're right. That was your you don't don't tell me. That's you. You confirmed it. <laughs> I need a backup. We uh we need to get updates on Sean's plays. He's got the Heat tonight. He's got the Warriors. We'll get you updated on that. And also, 
Hey, we've got a Thursday night football game tomorrow night. Look at this guy. He's fired up. Wow. Fired up watching Tyler Hero. He's going to be singing Enrique Iglesias next. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Nightcap here on VSEN, and folks, college basketball is underway. Now is the time to get your annual betting guide for only. 10 bucks. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Human, and yours truly, provide their predictions for win total, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today. Get your copy for only $9.99. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap. Here on Beeson, that guy right there, named Sean King. He won a Super Bowl. I didn't. Uh, my name's Tim Murray. Um, I did bit, bet Gardner Webb though tonight, so I think like almost as good as winning a Super Bowl. To put a ribbon on, yes, the coach of the year, yes, Mike Vrabel. That's what we're going with. Plus seven fifty. I think that's a good play. And you thought we should add Bill Belichick? Yeah, I think both of those are intriguing plays. But I, I thought your play, your points on Vrabel were very strong and the schedule um the loss of derrick henry the fact that they won big this past weekend yes they're gonna stumble and fall a couple times but still they're gonna win that division they are up what three games right now swept the colts so uh they are sitting in a in a really good spot um sean let's update the people on your plays okay. tonight uh you laid five or six with the heat. Seven and a half with uh, Golden, Golden State, State. And I think it was five with Miami. Five, yeah. So Golden State so right now. A little worried in the Miami game. I think I'm Gucci, as my, my homeboys would say down south, <laughs> in the Golden State game. Uh, they were up 13 with 15 seconds left, and Golden State's at the free throw line. Uh, it was just Miami Heat-Laker game and back and forth. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um Golden State up 122 to 108 uh, in that one. So, yeah, I would say you're feeling pretty good. Uh, Miami 108, 102, as you mentioned. So, we will see. Uh, Russ will do something crazy. Uh, as long as Carmelo doesn't go nuts like he has been. We don't want to talk that Oh, up. Avery Bradley just banked in a Bank three. Banked in a three. So. You know, uh, that's only count for two. Yeah, unless you call bank, I just have a rule. And you got to yell it. Like, you can't whisper it. Like, if you, you shoot a shot that bad, it's only count two. Um, what was I going to discuss here? Oh, Russell Westbrook got a triple-double. Hey, how about that? 19, 13, and 11 there for Russell Westbrook. And, uh, oh. Nice. Oh, this was the game I was a little worried. Yeah. One-point game now. Still got time. Basically, two and a half minutes left is like an eternity. So, uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Miami and Baltimore. You got a number of seven and a half, and I'll tell you right now, 90% of the teasers this weekend for people who have got their act together are going to have the Ravens in this spot. Let's talk about the Dolphins. What would give you, what would give you pause that they, or sorry, I guess the Ravens. What would give you pause that they don't win this game? 
Nothing. Lamar Jackson gets hurt first series. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. So this one is, would it be a king recommendation to put Baltimore in a teaser, or would you just play it outright seven and a half? Mm, that's a good question. Total of 46 and a half, so it's a, a very teasable spot. I think Baltimore offensively is trustworthy. I just want, man, defense. Like, they just, I don't know. <laughs> like, when they don't show up, like, they really don't show up. Yeah. You know, it's not like an in-between. Like, they give up 30. You know, it's, you know so I've kind of stayed away from betting Baltimore. I like the prop bets in their games probably a little more because – like we talked about early, Lamar Jackson, over nine and a half rush attempts, you know, some different things like that. Um, Hollywood Brown, maybe over, you know. 24 and a half longest 24 reception. and a half, yeah, 20, yeah, you know, those kind of things. But I don't know. You, in, in my mind, I think Baltimore is going to play an outstanding game. I think Miami, it's a letdown spot for them. They beat the Texans, so they kind of got the reporters locally off their back for a week, so they've taken a deep breath. You know, now you're playing on a short week. I think short weeks always favor the better teams in Baltimore. But they don't have to travel. Right. They back-to-back home games. But going to Miami for Baltimore is like, that's a vacation. They're like, man, (laughs) we can leave these mink coats. (laughs) Uh, You are officially Gucci, as uh, as the cool kids would say. I think I might even need overtime. Warriors won 123-110, so that is uh, a winner in the books for you. Yeah. So hopefully you can get a sweep of the board here. Malik Monk at the free throw line. He's got 21 points. Yeah, I don't like what I'm at in this game. Um, yeah, so we talked about it earlier on the show, if you missed it. Brad Evans was on, and uh, you look at Lamar Jackson, his over-under at DraftKings on uh, rushing attempts, nine and a half. And if you're wondering how does, for him, uh, what does that look like this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's averaging over 12 rushing attempts per game, but as all averages can be, can be skewed, right? So the last two games, he had 21 rushing attempts against Minnesota when they were down, had to come back. Right. He had 12 against the Bengals, in which they lost outright. He had only eight in a win over the Chargers. So that's something to keep in mind. They crushed the Chargers, right? They won by 28, and he only had eight. The other two games where he did not eclipse not, uh, double-digit rushing attempts. Denver, they won 23-7. to He had seven attempts in that one. And Detroit, he only had seven. So, I guess, I think the worry would be, if you think the Ravens can run away and hide in this game, maybe then Lamar Jackson doesn't have over nine and a half rushing attempts. But they've been a team this year, Sean, where... And then I also brought this up. uh, Primetime games. So, you've had two Monday night games and a Sunday nighter. That was the opener against Las Vegas. He ran 12 times. Right. Sunday nighter against Kansas City, he ran 16 times. And then Monday night against Indianapolis, they came back, won that game. He had 14 attempts. So in primetime games this year, he has had four, he's averaging 14 rushing attempts. Yeah, I like the over nine and a half. Like you said, the only thing that'll hurt you here is if, you know, the game gets out of hand. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. It's a tie game. This has overtime written all over it. Sean is uh, staring intently at yeah. the Lakers and the Heat right now. It is 110. 110. Uh, this total, by the way, was 215 and a half. So you are not feeling great if you've got the under as uh, Russell Westbrook with a big play in the paint there. 112, 110, and uh, Miami will get the ball. 
Yes, you do. Oh, no. It's doable. Overtime is where the dog goes to die. Right. And yeah. you've got the favorite yeah. here tonight. Sure. So we're pulling Boom. for your I pockets. I like it. I had to one. think about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not used to, like, the Lakers being dogs. So I know. It is uh, It is quite the the rarity. But, yeah, I, I, if I had, if you force me to bet a side, I, I'd take Baltimore. It's much more likely that this is a 24-7 game Baltimore than it is a – 28-25 game, Baltimore. You know what I mean? And then Miami, they're just – and it's surprising. Are they going I with say Jacoby my, or Tua? Wanna, uh, they haven't announced it yet. Tua's got something wrong with his finger. And I think we'll find out tomorrow, I would presume. But Tua's been very, very injury prone. Yeah. Since, what, his second year at Alabama is when it started? You know, it just seems like it's one thing after the other. Yeah. Maybe they can load manage him. Can you do that in football? We'll sign you to an extension for eight games. Because <laughs> we know you're going to miss eight anyway, so we don't want to be on the hook. The total in this one tomorrow night, 46 and a half. Uh, it has gone down a little bit. Uh, from 48 was the uh, was the opener on this one. So, yeah. I Yeah, and it's not like I, I don't think know where Baltimore has involved. a shutdown defense either. So Yeah, I think, you know, I think those props are something to look at. The other prop that uh, Brad brought up was, uh, what was it, under longest reception for Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, 21 and a half, I think, was the number. So, oh, Tyler Hero. Ooh, big putback dunk there. That P.J. Tucker? Man, P.J. Tucker. Old man getting up. Yeah. Ooh, got to box him out. Fellas, he should do something. He has about twenty-five turnovers a night, so I'm glad he. Look at look Pat, at Pat Riley. Riley, the man, the <laughs> myth, the legend. Did Pat. you know that Pat Riley uh, patented uh, three-peat? He did. Yes, and like he made a killing. Like when the Bulls subsequently ended up, you know, uh, going for their three-peat and stuff. Like he made a killing. Or what they did when they three-peat. Yeah, they three. So they he actually got twice. He got paid like off uh, you know every piece of. Was it a shirt, sweatshirt? It's brilliant. Can I go ahead and patent Ginger Genius? You could try. And if you come like the become like the next Chris Collinsworth or something, like you know, when people call me the Ginger Genius, I get busy. I want to send the kids, you know, to private college. Twenty three point five <laughs> seconds to go. Uh, the Heat and the Lakers tied at one twelve. Sean needs overtime. Uh, Badly under betters. Uh, uh, you're done. Yeah, that, that thing is over. I did bad math earlier. You're done. You're cooked. It, it is well over. <laughs> 224 is where we sit. So it's well over. Sean needs overtime. We'll tell you what happens in the final seconds. Also, some college Thursday night football to keep an eye on. We'll talk about that next to wrap things up here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all in one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Did Russell Westbrook hit a game-winning three? Of course he didn't. He's the best. He's 
He's the best. He <laughs> didn't even oh, look man. anywhere. Didn't run a play. Nope. Didn't attempt to make a pass. Like a, like a, a soft screen came his way, stayed outside. He had P.J. Tucker in his face. Step back. It's like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Along Came Polly. Rain yeah. dance. Yeah, he left a lot to be desired. Nope. No chance. Uh, he has actually had a pretty good game, so I'll give him credit. Uh, he does have a triple-double tonight. 25-10. Uh, sorry, 25-13 and 11. Also seven turnovers. With the good comes the bad. Is that uh, a quadruple-double? That's, uh, that's, what was it? What was the name that Stat Muse gave it? It was like the, uh, oh, man, I got to look that up. But, yeah, he's done that a handful of times in his career. So, 115, uh, 114 is where we stand right now. Uh, going into overtime, uh, the Heat were the slight favorite, minus 130, even money towards the Lakers at DraftKings on the live line. So, that is where we stand right now. Uh, as uh, said often, especially when you have the dog, overtime is where the dog goes to die, especially in college basketball, I feel like, uh, when you know, you've know you got that dog, they've been fighting and scratching all day, and then ultimately they go to overtime and they get some free throws at the end. But, you know, for Sean here tonight, we hope that overtime yeah, I'm closing up shop. Game's over. Everybody's leaving the arena. Why is the game over? Because the Heat are shooting like the basket's moving. Don't worry. Still got it. Still got Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. I want to act like Tim Murray for a second. Like, get all geeked <laughs> up. Uh, Tyler Hero. He's had a good game. Good bounce back for him. He came you on the be scene. Your hero, baby. Yeah, that's not your thing. No? Yeah. Some people just need to lip sync. No. You're like one of I'm those. A, I'm a wonderful singer. Yeah. I'm I'm tremendous. Wonderfully awful. Yeah. Disagree. Genius is lonely. There's nothing genius about not being able to sing and not knowing it. Um, all right. So while we uh wait this out, remember Scott Seidenberg coming up top of the hour. He'll be uh Having you covered, giving you his thoughts on the day that was and looking ahead to tomorrow, because that's the name of his show, The Look Ahead. Um, Scotty S. We talked a little bit about Thursday Night Football in the NFL. You didn't tell me which side you're going. Where are you going? Uh, if anything, I'd tease the Ravens down. We'd have to find a dance partner. Who would be a team that you would tease with? I would say you could get Cleveland up to eight and a half mm-hmm. uh, on the road at New England. You can uh, tease down, at least at one spot, the Steelers down to two and a half against Detroit. Eh, something feels off there. Um, Philly and Denver is interesting. You can get Denver, uh, sorry, Philly up to eight and a half right. at Denver. Uh, and then here in Las Vegas, you could get the Raiders up to eight and a half. So those are some of the dog options there uh, for the teaser Situation. Did you pass your key numbers? I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. You know I'm not as proficient on the teaser thing as you. I know. You, make, you, you like to make fun. Yeah. You believe in it, believe in it. I, well, it's what I've been told, and it's what it mathematically has done. Lakers now up by three. Malik Monk have himself. Yeah, he's just throwing the ball at the basket. A really good game here. Um, so, uh, we'll see. Come tomorrow, maybe I'll have a teaser for you. Okay. Cleveland plus eight and a half on the road at New England. It kind of is intriguing to me. Yeah, Cleveland's an interesting team. Like, I like New England. I think they're playing better. Are they ready to beat a, a really good defensive team like Cleveland by over a touchdown? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, 
I don't really want to mess around with Las Vegas plus eight and a half. I think they could get blown out. I agree with that. I think the Chiefs are due a breakout offensive performance. I really do. Philadelphia plus eight and a half could be a spot, maybe. I don't know. I might do uh I might do Cleveland and Baltimore. That might be the the way I go. Cleveland plus eight and a half. Um and Baltimore down to one and a half. You could also get eh. It's just in case you hadn't looked at the game, the the dog's not dying. Yeah, the, the dog is thriving. He's got yeah. some uh he's got some really good food right now and he's just eating it up. So uh one and one day in the NBA for you. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, hey, you let's never know. Let's we get double get overtime. Duncan Robinson, he could start hitting some threes. Yeah, let's we get du- double overtime. I mean, I told you Gardner Webb is going to cover, and you just you know wanted to. Yeah, the game has started when you brought that up. You wanted to badmouth me. You could have got it in. I went to the cell phone store today, and I was like, "Can you guys see if uh, this number's blocked on my phone? Because I hadn't had anything incoming from oh. the Ginger Genius." I told you when you walked in that door, and you said, "Gardner, what? Who? Where?" Then you made fun of me on the air, and then it cashed, and now you're jealous. So, no big deal. Um, tomorrow night, North Carolina visiting Pitt. Pitt, all the way. Now, trusting Pat Narduzzi is always a uh, a doozy because he's a terrible coach. But I like him in this spot. I like Pitt in this spot. Uh, it is a letdown for UNC for sure. You're going on the road, short week, emotional game. High energy game, a game that lasted over four hours, 58 to 55. Um, and I just, you know, I don't think that UNC is going to be able to run like they did on Wake Forest against Pitt. Um, you know, last week, which is interesting, and you look at um, Ty Chandler ran for over 200 yards. Four touchdowns. Sam Howell also ran for 100 yards last week. Uh, Pittsburgh enters this game 16th in the country in rush defense. Yeah. 12th in yards per carry. And last week, uh, the running back from Duke, who's actually top five in, in the country in rushing he's yards. He's really good. Uh, Mateo Durant. Yeah, he's really good. He got held at 89 yards on 24 carries last week. And then you look at defensively for North Carolina, Sean. They're 83rd mm-hmm. in defensive passing efficiency. Okay. 85th in passing yards allowed. They've allowed 18 passing touchdowns so far this year. Kenny Pickett is going to torch them. Sam Howell torched them. I'm with Jack you. Cohn torched them. I mean, teams can put up big yards on UNC. So, yeah, I do like Pitt. I know it's kind of a square play. I just think it's a, a tricky spot for UNC. And for Pittsburgh, you know, they've got a lot to play for uh, to try to win the ACC still. So you think storming the field after a Wake Forest win? Put you in letdown for the following week. I do. Yeah. Beating a top 10 team, storming the field. And basketball has started. That is true. Yes. It's kind of a seismic shift that happens in Chapel Hill. The Hubert Davis era is uh, is upon us. With a win. Yeah, beat Loyola. By a lot. Uh, beat, the, beat the Greyhounds. So, um, Also. I'm the, with you. The, I, li- I like Pitt to showcase themselves tomorrow night. The three road games this year, the games away from Chapel Hill. Week one. At Virginia Tech, lost 17 to 10 as a five point favorite. Late September, played Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. lost 45 22 as a 14 and a half point favorite in technically a neutral site, but it was, you know, where the Falcons play. And then in South Bend, I actually thought they played well 
and had a chance to get in the back door, but lost 41-31 uh, to Notre Dame as a, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So the defense got shredded. The UNC offense stepped up at the right time last week, uh, ran all over Wake Forest. They're not going to be able to do that this week. So uh, I do like Pittsburgh in this spot. And then probably the following weekend, Narduzzi will do what Narduzzi normally does and messes things up. Facts. Uh, by the way, it's not over yet. It's over. Double overtime. It's over. Come on. Believe. Hey. Like Ted Lasso. Believe, Duncan Sean. Robinson just missed two of three free throws. After Did he really? fouled on the three-pointer. Yes, it's over. And how this wasn't traveling, I'm not sure. Nah, you're allowed to have two pivot feet. Uh, uh, you're yeah, not allowed yeah. to switch them. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, and Bam missed the free throw. AD gets the rebound. It's been a fun game. 119-117 in overtime. The rematch of the NBA Finals a couple years ago. Yeah, in the, the bubble. The bubble yeah. the bubble finals. Down in old good old Disney. Um, Tomorrow night, we've got ourselves Thursday Night Football in the NFL. Ravens taking on the Dolphins. I mean, it's going to be like zoom, 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 zoom. Be a lot going on tomorrow night. A lot going on. We're going to have our standalone NFL game, our standalone college game. You know, it'll be hockey, NBA, college basketball started. Getting away. We got that. Uh, Sensory overload. We got that big game for producer Aaron. We got George Washington at Maryland. Is that Division Two? Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Oh. I mean, I didn't know Maryland was a Division One basketball program. <laughs> Oh, Aaron, light room for the underdog. You think the Terps are live dogs this weekend? You like the points. Yeah. So I'm using like. Doing reverse mojo. Yeah, reverse here. psychology. Yeah. So I'm going to root for Michigan State's opponent. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Hey, uh, thanks as always, Vinny Maiulo, Brad Evans, Kenny White. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Scott Seidenberg with the look ahead coming up next right here on Visa. 